welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my co-host Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? And girlfriend. Yeah, you forgot that again. I didn't forget it. I just said, mm-hmm. you know, co-host. I know I'm forgettable. Whatever. Oh, come on now. I could never forget you. <laughs> uh, we've had a good week here. It is June 23rd, 1995, and we've got some news hot off the presses for you. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Enlighten us. Well, the first thing, the first story is about Natalie Merchant. I believe uh, everyone's familiar with her, correct? Yeah. Former member, singer of 10,000 Maniacs. Love her. She left that that band a couple years ago uh, to go out on her own, and now she has released a solo album called Tiger Lily. Carol, you have Tiger Lily. What do you think of it? I love it. I played it, like, so many times. Um, And, you know, everybody knows, like, Carnival Mm -hmm. um, and Jealousy. Right. And they're good, but my favorite is San Andreas Fault. Okay. So I would recommend everybody buy it and listen to San Andreas Fault. Yeah, that uh, sounds good. I, I've heard I've heard it before. It's definitely chick music. <laughs> yes, it but, is. But, uh, you know, I, you can still appreciate it as a guy. Well, sometimes you just need some good chick music. Sometimes, yeah. Like, when I had my heart broken, mm-hmm. my friend Matt said I needed angry chick music. <laughs> he was right. It helps soothe the soul. Right. It can, for sure. Who broke your heart? Justin. Oh, no. <laughs> I remember that prick. Yeah, he was a prick. Anyway. <laughs> let's 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 air our petty personal grievances <laughs> on this show. Let's make this show about that. I'd love it. Let's. Uh, the other news or or some you know other news it's all music all music all music all the time well it's all music news today you were saying you wanted to do a mixtape with the the, something from tiger lily because i mean if we're gonna talk about it we may as well make another mixtape and and listen to it i love it we could do what we should do is we should do a Ten Thousand maniac song and something from tiger lily oh that's a good idea let's do it every once in a while i got i got one every once in a while Uh, but anyway, Selena, as you may know, the Latina star uh, murdered, shot, killed, and so everything. Sad. But apparently they're talking about doing a book and a movie based on her life. Huh. So they, you know, obviously nothing's nothing's happened yet, but they're t- they've talked to her family. Her family's gotten offers and stuff like that about it. And, you know, as the headlight set, as the headline says, Selena is gone but the pain and profit go on. And that is basically, that's what Hollywood is like. Yep. So. I'll tell you, I had not really heard of Selena until she was killed. Really? I mean, a little bit, but I never really heard her music or anything. But that the killing really drove her popularity up. Wow. I'm just saying. Who are they going to get to play Selena, though? That is going to be a tough role to take on. Hmm. Meg Ryan ain't doing that role. Oh no, it's got well she's gotta be able to sing. Yeah, it's gotta be a singer, uh dancer too. Selena actor, was, singer, dancer, actor. Right, and, triple threat. And probably uh Latina Latina person that would be 
good if it was. Mariah Carey? Uh, she does, does she act? I mean, I maybe. Know. Mariah Carey, what is Mariah Carey? Uh, a singer? No, I know she's a <laughs> singer, but she's she like, what is she? Like, is she, ha- she's part white, part, part Latina, know. part black, part... I haven't I don't really know. sat down with a beer and asked her. <laughs> yeah, sat down with a beer, huh? Ugh. Yeah, I like beer. Gross. Get over it. Women shouldn't drink beer. <sighs> if it's you disgusting. Can, if you can drink a beer, I don't know why I can't drink a beer. I don't like beer that much either, honestly. But it's a mannish thing to do. It is would not. You, if you saw a woman dr- chewing tobacco, that's disgusting. Would you think? But it's oh, disgusting. When a man would does you it. think? Oh, that's a feminine thing to do. Chew tobacco. No, exactly. I don't think it's a masculine thing to do either. I think it's a stupid, disgusting. It's thing definitely to do. a masculine thing to do. What, I don't think cowboys do it. I don't think you should do it. But when I see someone chewing tobacco, I think that's a masculine activity. What about when I smoke a cigarette? That's not that's not masculine or feminine. That's just, cigarettes are gender neutral. But it's all tobacco. But it's, yeah, it's why aren't they gender though. neutral? Just because you say so? Yes, I'm the arbiter of all things <laughs> gender, and women drinking beer is not sexy. Do it if you want to, women. It's a free world. We will. But it's not sexy, and it's not feminine. Maybe we don't do everything that we do to be sexy for you. Maybe we you do should. some things just, you know, because we like it, like drinking a beer. It's gross. You're gross. You just drink a beer and burp and, and all that stuff. Have you ever seen me act like that? I don't fucking crush the beer can when I'm done with it. You know? Like, come on. <laughs> and I actually prefer bottles. And I can do some pretty feminine things with those bottles if you'd ever give me a chance. <laughs> I don't know if I trust you with a bottle the way you're looking at me right now. <laughs> Speaking of feminine things that you could do, uh, Pearl Jam. Is... That I feel like you deserve to be hit in the face now. Why? Because you're equating your fucking juices to my femininity. Fuck off. <laughs> First of all, I didn't name this band. They're not my juices. <laughs> They're Eddie Vedder's juices. Okay? okay. So Eddie Vedder has nothing to do with femininity. You know what you were saying. You know what you were implying. <laughs> and it was wrong. I was implying that the name of their band is gross. Ow! <laughs> it's a little delayed. That's the theater of the mind, everyone. <laughs> I hurt my hand. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, uh, Pearl Jam, uh, we were we actually reported this last year that Pearl Jam was angry at Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster, uh, you know, jacking their prices up and everything for their tickets and stuff like that. So Pearl Jam has said, "Fuck you, Ticketmaster. We're not going through Ticketmaster anymore. They will not use Ticketmaster because Ticketmaster refuses to change their practices." Well. Good for them. They don't like their 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 seven fifty a ticket charges. They don't like them, you know, uh, pocketing all this money. They say we don't need you, so you're done. Nice. Yeah. So how are we gonna buy the tickets? Uh, I think you. Well, actually, it's weird. They have you know how uh, online exists, right? 
Yeah. Well, they have something. They have something there uh, on online. Okay. America Online. Right. Uh, where you can purchase it through its website, through a website. Weird, though. Like, how do you get your ticket? You need a ticket. I don't know. I don't know if they mail it to you. I don't know what. I don't know if you print out something. I, I doubt you could just print out a ticket on a piece of paper. like Because then anybody could do it, you know? But don't they have those special, like, scan bars and stuff like that? I, I, I don't know. I'm mm, not familiar yeah. with that. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Either way, we'll, they'll figure it out. Yeah. But they're we'll not using Ticketmaster. I guess maybe there are other ticket brokers they could use. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. It's just like I've never bought tickets through anyone other than Ticketmaster. Yeah, Have you? go to the mall. Go to the mall at the fucking window, Ticketmaster mm-hmm. window, and, you know, whatever you want to see. Exactly. If you're, you know, if if you've got there quick enough to get it. That is the, that is the uh, question. Have you ever st- sat in line all night? For what? Nirvana. Nice. I have not. I'm sorry. I did. It's fine. I'm not. I'm not sorry. I wouldn't want to sleep on the fucking street or in the mall or whatever. It's fun. Yeah. It's an experience. Did you have some experience enhancing things? Of course. Oh, well, then that could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that is uh, that's the news. That's all I've got for this week. Uh, we could do we could do more of the massive love, but uh, I wanna I wanna savor it. Yeah. So I, I've got things that. What are you doing? <laughs> I've got things that that I can read, but we're gonna save them. Okay. There's other things you can be doing with your hands if you need to fiddle around. <laughs> you're really uh, you're really uh, just saying stuff today. I am. <laughs> That's kind of what we do. Say stuff. Isn't it weird? <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, so, so the movie. We watched a movie, guys. We did. It was really good. Crimson Tide. It was all right. Only all right, really? Well, let's talk about it. All right, let's talk about it. Go oh, ahead. oh, you want me to talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> We got to start watching some TV shows again, too, I think, don't you? Yeah. It's summer, though. I like to. I know. I mean, honestly, I'd rather, like, rent a movie than watch, like, reruns on TV. Yeah. That's the thing, because what are we going to talk about? Reruns? Yeah. We could talk about the show Good Times. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we could. Oh, we could do Nick at Night. I could make you watch an episode of Get Smart. You could. Could do that. We should do that one week. Write in if you want us to watch an episode of Get Smart and talk about it. You know, I think there might be episodes of Sliders on still. Sliders. You could check that out. I like Sliders. Yeah, that's fun. Anyway, so we watched a movie, Crimson Tide. And Crimson Tide. Crimson, would you stop it? You know how to speak, damn it. Crimson. C-R-I-M-S-O-N. Crimson. It's not a spelling bee, fucker. But that's how it's pronounced. Crimson. Okay. Crimson Tide is a movie starring Denzel Washington and Gene Hackman. I'm going to stab you <laughs> in the testicle. <gasps> With your tongue? With a pencil. Oh. Just like in while you were sleeping. Well, that's not as fun. <laughs> 
So, so Gene Hackman is. is I'm glad that like you, know, you don't. So let me let me. Okay, so I can't. There's a a, a superhero in the Marvel Comics universe called Spider Man. Uh huh. Thank you. That's how it's pronounced. I, I I call him Spider Man. And she doesn't like that I say Spider-Man. But now I'm trying to adapt to the way she wants me to speak, and I'm calling him Gene Hackman, and she's got some kind of problem with that. What is it, Gene Hackam? You know what? English is a difficult language, and it changes all the time, and you just have to swing with it. It changes what, in the last two minutes? (laughs) No, I mean the difference between Hackman and Spider-Man. It's just our language, babe. Sorry. Okay, babe. Some things are pronounced. Are you Dennis Miller now. Some things are pronounced one way, hey, and babe. they look the same as when they're pronounced another way. I haven't seen a mispronunciation that bad since the Battle of Hastings, ten sixty six, babe. Um. Anyway, like totally. No, it's it's a comedian. Okay. Anyway, so Gene Hackman, <laughs> he is the captain. Of the Crimson Tide. Well, how do you want me to say it? Crimson. Crimson. It's, it's crimson. Not, but it's not S-E-N. But it's still Crimson. You know, there's there's a DC superhero who swims under the ocean. He summons fish and stuff like that. You know, who Aquaman? Ta- yeah. So it's Aquaman. No. Not Aquaman. It's no. Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman. Say it again. Aquaman. 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 Yeah, Aquaman. Aquaman. That's right. All right, you say it right. Fine, whatever. Anyway. (laughs) So, Aquaman is captain of this. I mean, Gene Hackman is captain (laughs) of this vessel. All right. Named after, it's the Alabama, it's actually the USS Alabama. Yeah. But it's Roll Tide. Because the US, the Alabama, the football team is the Crimson Tide. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's where they got the name from. Okay. So the USS Alabama, he's the, the captain of the ship. And his new XO, executive officer, is Denzel Washington, who is, you know, a, a so Gene Hackman basically plays a dude that's like, I'm old school. I've been through the wars and shit. I know all the stuff. And Denzel Washington's character is I'm book smart. I went to Harvard. I you know, it's the yeah. it's that kind of uh education versus experience. Exactly. That's kind of the whole thing of the movie. And so they're a they're a nuclear submarine, which means they're part of the United States' nuclear arsenal. And if we go to war, then they need to be there. The beginning of the movie, what what's weird is it's very brief the way they explain this. And I didn't quite fully get it at first until a little bit of the way in. But they, they set up that there's this Russian warlord who has taken over a nuclear facility uh, in Russia. And he's... 
he's like against the government and stuff like that. The government's become more democratic and everything. He's like a, a hardline communist and stuff. And he's threatening the United States with launching these nuclear weapons and everything. And he's got a group of followers and, and all this stuff that are, you know, that have taken over this nuclear thing. So they get sent out because they're like, hey, we might have to act on this. This is a pretty fucking tense time right now. Right. Early on in the movie, they get they go they're going through a, a training exercise uh, of what what would happen if if there's a nuclear you know holocaust or whatever what they're going to do if they have to launch their weapons they're going through a training where they get these these codes and everything and it's it's nice because they kind of they set it up early like this is what it looks like mm-hmm. when they need to do this uh, but there's a fire at at a fire's broken out. And Gene Hackman's like, let's go through this training exercise. For that, the second time, right? No, this is the first time. This is the first time? Yeah. Denzel Washington's trying to help put out the fire and everything, uh, but he gets called up because they're doing this training exercise. Everybody's like fucking running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And they do this training exercise. He, Denzel Washington, like basically says, hey, should we be doing this now? Right. If there's a fire, you know, and everything. And he's like basically shuts him up. So they do the training exercise. Everything, you know, goes well. Uh, he calls Denzel Washington into his into his quarters, and that's the thing. Like, like I'm saying, it's nice that they that they tell us how things are supposed to go. So when they don't go right, right. later on, we, we know, know what's going on. But I, I've got to say, it, everything doesn't go right. It goes right with the training exercise. Yeah. But someone dies putting out the fire. Oh yeah, yeah. the uh, the cook or whatever has a cardiac arrest and dies. So, and, 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 you know, the captain's trying to say, oh, it's because he was overweight and blah, 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 but... That's the case. The captain says he was 300 pounds, that's why he died. But, you know, maybe uh, if he hadn't called away the, the help that he had to put out the fire, mm-hmm. and he hadn't been dealing with the stress of, you know, the drill on top of the fire, he might not have had a heart attack. It's possible, yeah. It's definitely possible. But so, yeah, he calls him into his cabin, and, and it's... It's kind of a nice scene between the two of them because you can kind of sort of see both sides mm-hmm. of the issue where he says, Denzel Washington's like, you know, I didn't agree with you doing that at that time because, you know, what was going on? And Gene Hackman's like, I think that's the best time to do it because when we're out there and it's a real situation, we're not going to be super calm. Right. It's going to be crazy like that because we're going to be facing nuclear war. So... That's the best time to simulate those conditions. And Denzel Washington's yeah, but that guy died. And like you said, he's like, yeah, but he weighed 300 pounds. So they both have arguments on, on their side for doing what they want to do. And basically, Gina Hackman says, look, I don't, I don't care if you question my orders. That, that's part of your job. But don't ever question my orders in front of the other men. Right. Which, I mean, that seems fair. Yeah. So they go on. Uh, they get orders that, guess what, they're at DEFCON 3 or DEFCON 2 or whatever, and they uh, have been ordered to launch their weapons. Yep. It looks like the dude, the warlord guy, is powering up his weapons. He's going to do it. He's going to nuke the United States. So we need to launch nuclear weapons against him first. Before he has the chance. Right. So they have been ordered to launch. They have... They're, you know, they're, it's not a drill. They've got their parameters. This is where it's going to do. They get all set to do it. They're ready uh, to, they're, they're basically, um, 
it takes some time for some reason. This seems, I don't know if this is true to life or not, but this seems weird that it takes them like 15 minutes to get their nuclear weapons ready to go. I don't know. I mean, maybe they need to like power up somehow. It's we- Yeah, maybe. And maybe that's what it is like in real life, but it seems weird. It seems like they should be just ready to go. Yeah. But they also say that the Russian ones are going to be, it's going to be like 30 minutes before they're ready. Right. So. It's so the whole time they're counting down about when the mm-hmm. Russians are going to have the capability versus when their weapons are going to be ready. And right. And there's another submarine that they've found on sonar that's right by them, a, a Russian submarine, because they're in, you know, a certain, they're in a, like, I don't remember where they're in the Straits of something, yeah. but they're in a certain water where near Russia, uh, that's why they're the ones tasked with this basically but there's a russian submarine in their area and trying to attack them they get into two different confrontations with this russian submarine the first time they deploy countermeasures which is basically them like ejecting metal pieces and stuff like that for the for the missile the torpedoes to hit and so it doesn't damage them and they get a little bit of damage but it's not a big deal um and then they um they've dived because they're trying to avoid the sub, but they're going to have to come up to the depth to fire their nuclear missiles. Right. So they're starting to come up again and everything. They get a second um a second message, but they're so deep that it doesn't come through. The only and and so uh. Denzel Washington is talking to Gene Hackman. He's like, hey, we need to, we, we're getting another emergency message. We need to see what this is. And he says, why don't we uh, put up the radio beacon? Like, there's like some radio beacon that they can float up to the surface that's attached to this like cord, this tether. Right. And he says, okay, yeah, go ahead and do that. No, I mean, that's, it wasn't quite that simple, though. I and mean, they were arguing even about that. And he was questioning him in front of the men like he told him not to do. Yeah. And he brought him the paper. And it's cut off, and he's telling him, I see nothing there. Like, right. he's basically, like, he wants to pretend, like, nobody tried to say anything to them. Right. Because they didn't get the whole message, which seems kind of dumb. But he's, he's like, hey, you know, uh, military code says if an order's not complete, then it's not an order, and we have a complete order here of what we're supposed right. to do. He seems very gung-ho to launch these weapons. Yes, he does. Weirdly, I don't know why, but he seems like he's ready to do it. You would think, you know, nuclear war would be something you'd want to avoid. Right. So uh, they, you know, he says, okay, so do it. So he he does it, but that apparently attracts the attention of the the sub again, and they start, you know, firing on them. And uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how the order of it goes, because this is where... Uh, it gets cut off, and he's basically like, "We're gonna launch," and he's like, "No, you know, I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say these orders to launch." And he's like, "You know, if you don't say them, then I'm gonna. I'm going to replace you." And they argue about it loudly in front of all the men, and he's like, "No, I don't agree with it." And I, you know, I, I, you're gonna make me relieve you of your command, basically, is what he says. And so. He uh, he orders Gene Hackman orders them to arrest Denzel Washington or whatever, and nobody moves. And the chief of the boat, who's I guess the next in charge, he kind of steps up and says, "Hey, you know, you can't do that or whatever." And um, yeah, the whole point of him being there is to question you. And Denzel Washington says, 
you know, I'm relieving you of your command. You're going to be, you know, put to, put in your chambers and everything. And uh, the chief of the boat goes along with it, orders the people to do it and everything. And then Denzel Washington's like, hey, thanks. And he's like, I don't agree with you. You're an asshole. Yeah. Fuck you, he says. Yeah. But what he was doing was wrong. I, I only backed you because you're correct. He can't just arbitrarily replace you. That's not how the Navy works. Right. Um, so that's, uh, you know, so he's like, so that's why I backed you. And that's all Washington's like, well, thank you anyway. <laughs> um, so he orders the radio to be repaired. The radio got messed up. It got shot with a torpedo. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. Cause that, so once he does that, the, the, cause the second time he's the one ordering that. So that's why I can't remember exactly how this, we saw this a couple of days ago. That's why I can't remember exactly how it goes, but he, um, you know, the second time they, they meet the sub, he's the one giving the orders, yeah. Denzel Washington. I think it's supposed to show that he's just as capable as Gene Hackman, although not quite as good, because they don't get away quite as scot-free right. this time. Because um, what happens is the sub comes around, he blows up the sub, He destroy, they destroy the sub yeah. and everything, which is good, but they get damaged in the process. Yeah, they got off one torpedo before they got destroyed. Yeah, and they and they get damaged in the process, and there's water coming out, and the guy's got to, like, seal it and everything, like, seal the thing. And there's, like, four guys in there that end up getting killed. They end up drowning because they got to seal them in there because they can't get them out. It was really sad. Yeah. And so they seal it in, and they're sinking because they don't have propeller power. And the chief's like, you know, if we get to 1850, 1,850 feet, then we're all dead anyway, because that's crush that that's pressure will crush the hole, and we'll all die. So they're wow. sinking yeah. with no way to move. Uh, they finally do get the propeller going when they're like eighteen hundred, like they're almost there, and you know they start going to to depth to get the the radio signal because that's what Denzel Denzel Washington's like. We need to hear what they said because maybe they. Maybe they said, hey, everything's over. You don't have to launch anymore. Maybe they changed locations of where we're supposed to launch. And one of the things that he got in an argument with Denzel Washington or with um, Gene Hackman, which, you know, he brings up a good point, is he says, hey, uh, there are other ships in the area. There's redundancies. If we can't complete our mission, then another ship takes on our mission. That's how things are. And he's like, Gene Hackman's like, yeah, I know that. He's like, but I have to assume that ship's been destroyed. So they both have they both have like you know arguments for it, right? Right. For all they know, they're the contingency. Right. Exactly. That's a good point. So yeah, they. Um, so then there's a mutiny on the boat mm-hmm. where they where Gene Hackman takes back over the boat and they imprison uh, Denzel Washington who hides the key or gives the keys to the boat to somebody else who ends up rescuing them because he kind of knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And then they take the boat back over. <laughs> it's crazy. And they go into the surface. Everyone's on the bridge and everything. The thing comes through and it basically says, hey, we got him. They, and then they, then they go they to... surrendered. A, yeah, they go to a news thing and they're like, you know, they seemed like they were wanted to do all this stuff, but when faced with actually like killing their own countrymen and stuff like that, because Russians came to stop them, mm. uh, they were like, they surrendered pretty quick, so everything kind of blew over. Uh, and they didn't need to launch the missiles anymore. So if they had launched them, they would have started World War Three. Yeah. 
Um, so then there's a court martialing thing or whatever, a, a tribunal where James Robard, for some reason, just has a very small part in this movie where he says, hey, um, we're ready to give our ruling. And Denzel Washington says, you don't want me to speak? And he's like, no, we don't need you to. Um, he's like, so the ruling is Gene Hackman's going to retire uh, early. Oh, wait. Yeah. Because he, he... Whoa! I mean, you're just kind of glossing over this, that he didn't speak... And he's like, well, I don't know if I'm okay with that because, mm-hmm. you know, it depends on what you're going to say, kind of, you know. Right. Because that, that would be pretty fucking weird and scary to be mm-hmm. there and be told, oh, no, we don't need to hear from you. We already heard from this other guy who you were fighting with the whole time. Right. Yeah, that's true. So, sorry. Go ahead. But anyway, so Robards is like, yeah, Gene Hackman's going to retire early. And uh, he's recommended that you be given the, a command, you know, or whatever. So he's going to be a a captain now and have a, his own nuclear submarine or whatever. And that's all Washington's like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and then they, they talk and it, it's, so they, they talk and, and basically they say, Hey, you know, um, he was like, you were right. Basically kind of thing. He, he plays it off because they had this debate about, uh, these horses where they, whether they were from Portugal or Spain. And he's like, yeah, you were right. Mm hmm. About the horses. <laughs> and then they go their separate ways. But, yeah. So that's basically the end of the movie. So, what did you think of it overall? I loved the movie. It was, it was like, an adventure. Like, it was, like, the whole time I'm, like, holding my breath. Like, mm-hmm. very intense. Um, great acting. It really made you think, too. Like, I, I just, there was nothing about this movie I didn't like. See, I thought it was really boring. What? No, I'm just joking. It's a really good movie. <laughs> so yeah, it's very tense. It, there, it's it's a thriller, and there's it's a very thrilling thriller. Yes, it is. It's the the intensity is really good, uh, and like you said, I like the acting. Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington are both excellent. Mm-hmm. There are other people in here that are also very good. There's um, uh, the leader of the mutiny against Denzel Washington. That guy's name is uh, James Gandolfini. Okay, uh, he's pretty good in this. Yeah. Um, the, the guy that played the petty officer, the chief petty officer, he was good too. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked the one that the so that James Gandolfini guy. He uh-huh. looks kind of like a mobster or something like that. He does have that look. Yeah. And the other guy, the guy that's Denzel Washington's buddy, who I think is that the guy you're talking about? No, not the so the the other guy that like that he gives the keys to. He's mm-hmm. like he's. I think he's the radio guy, or he's the sonar guy, or something like that. He also looks like a mobster. <laughs> like he's also Italian, and yeah. he's got the like. He talks like you know. And or at one point, he has he gets to a fight with somebody early in the movie because they're having an argument over which Silver Surfer was better, Jack, right. Jack Kirby's Silver Surfer or another Silver Surfer. It really reminded me of like Quentin Tarantino dialogue or Kevin Smith, one of the one of mm-hmm. those two, like. Like Kevin Smith did the Clerks movie where they talk about a lot of stuff like that irreverently. And Quentin Tarantino did Pulp Fiction where they also talk about stuff like that irreverently. We kind of compared and contrasted those two filmmakers uh, when we did those movies last year. And it reminds me of that. Like they didn't write this movie. Neither one of them wrote this movie, but it reminds me. There was some dialogue peppered in there that reminded me of that. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that it was very true to life, which I think a lot of the dialogue in both um, 
you know, Kevin Smith movies and Quentin Tarantino movies Well, Kevin Smith are. movie, the one yeah. movie he's made. He's got another one coming out this year uh, that we'll probably see. Oh, I can't wait. I think it's called um, Mall Rats. Awesome. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think it's true to life because I think that's the kind of stupid shit that guys would fight about if they were really freaking out on ship. Yeah, Instead probably. Of acknowledging why they're tense, they argue about fucking comic book characters. Right. Why not? No, I see it. I, I understand. I understand. But, but it just, it struck me as like, I, it just seemed like, like they wrote it, you know, even though they didn't write this movie. And, you know, the way that he handled it, the way that Denzel Washington's character handled it, mm-hmm. um, you know, gave us a little glimpse into his character, too. Yes. Which was sure. nice, because he he's pretty deadpan most of the time. Oh, yeah. Well, it, to sometimes to very, very hilarious comedic effects. Yeah. But, you know, it was, it was cool to see him kind of come through for a second. Not Denzel Washington, but the character he was playing. Yeah, yeah. You know where Denzel Washington got his start, don't you? No. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, he was on a, a little show called St. Elsewhere. You are such a liar. He did not. Did he? You don't think he was on St. Elsewhere? Did he get his start there? Did yes. he really? Yes. You're not lying. No. All right. Well, then I guess you're kind of forgiven for this song, but still. Okay. He's last build, but okay. not because it's racist, because they go in alphabetical order. Uh. Actually, he's not quite last build. It's Denzel Washington, and then, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, man, I can't think of his name. Oh, I need some thinking music. Seriously? William Daniels, that's his name. See, it helped me think. Because it's it, William Daniels gets the ands also starring William Daniels uh, credit, so he goes out out of alphabetical order. Okay. <laughs> well, that's that's super good to know. He did get a start there, though, like that shot cool. to his to career. See, yeah. that was that was the most appropriate use of the music you've had yet. Okay. I'll tell you. Well, you know what I want to do though. Mm. So every once in a while, I'm going to mention saying elsewhere, and I'm not going to play the music. Like three, four times in a row, uh-huh. and then when I mention it again and I do play the music, I'll I'll have gotten everybody. And that will be the moment. One shining no. moment. What are you talking about? That will be the moment. What does that mean? When That's you ominous. die, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be your last moment on earth. Oh my god, that's fucking horrible. Why would you say that to me? That's horrifying. <laughs> Because maybe you won't play it again. <laughs> oh my god, what an asshole. <laughs> uh, I may or may not have something to do with it. Yeah, well, it's not like this has been taped. <laughs> now there's evidence. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I thought the the, sh- the movie was very well written. I thought it was well acted, well paced, mm-hmm. great pacing throughout. It's close to a perfect movie. I mean, it was fantastic from beginning to end, and there was there was enough on either side of the debate for you to remain interested. Yeah, like Gene Hackman seemed like an asshole 
But even sure. being an asshole, you could still kind of see where he was coming from. One, like, it wasn't like he was just evil for the sake of being evil. Yeah, no, there was. I mean, it was definitely like n- a, not a clear right and wrong. Mm-hmm. It was. It was definitely a worthy battle. And they did mention at the end that they are taking the power to launch nuclear missiles away from the individual subs basically seems like a good idea and that's <laughs> and that now will rest solely with the president of the united states so you know i mean unless we got some fucking moron to be president of the united states one day oh come on we're safe we, we always have you know great brilliant people being the president we would never elect even when moron. i do, even when i don't agree with them yeah at least you know i feel like they have the country's best interests at heart and not like their own selfish interests. Why would anybody want to be president that didn't have the country's best interest at heart? You would think so, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, you'd have to be really driven by ego to, to just absolutely torpedo the country down the tubes, uh, just to be president. You, you, well, your ego yeah. would have to be enormous. And I mean, and stupid because yeah, Obviously, really someone stupid. going into it with that kind of motive has no idea what it's actually like, right? And how hard it would be. And it would have to be someone with no experience at all. And right? when would when would we ever elect someone with zero of experience? Of course, we wouldn't do that. So this country is way too smart. For way, that. way. So too smart for good that. decision to uh, have all the nuclear weapons uh, in one person's hands. Yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so. So I would recommend this movie. I say go out and watch it. It's fantastic. Love it. Mm-hmm. I want to best, watch it again. One of the best movies of the year. Yeah, honestly, definitely. I think. Uh, I think maybe Oscar material. There's some. There's some racial stuff in here too. Yeah. Not overtly racist stuff, but there's some. There's they're they're talking out of the sides of their mouth about racism and and racial relations and stuff in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like when they talk about the. The horses, the Leipzig horses. Uh, Gene Hackman's like, you know, they're from Portugal and they're all white, you know, and everything. And Denzel Washington's like, uh, they're not from Portugal, they're from Spain. And when they're born, they're black. <laughs> and it's like, there's there's something there. It's not oh, yeah. it's not super obvious, but they're, they're saying some things it's there. It's there. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely there under the surface. There's uh, one guy... That sides with Gene Hackman against him is black, and Denzel Washington very pointedly looks at him, mm-hmm. and he kind of sheepishly looks back. Yeah. So there's there's stuff going on for sure. Yep. But yeah, I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Interesting movie, lots of ideas. Like you said, I think benefits from a rewatching. So maybe we'll go see it in the theater again, or maybe when when it comes to home video, we can we can rent it and take a look. Yeah, maybe both. Maybe, yeah. Feeling ambitious. Are you? All right. <laughs> well, we will end this episode of the end. All episodes, uh, like I said before, with uh, Blockbuster Pick of the Week. What is our Pick of the Week? Uh, this week, I'm going with Cobb. What's Are that? Are you familiar with Cobb? Corn on the Cobb? Yes. Sounds delicious. Yes, it's a biographical film about corn on the cob. All right. I'm there. All right. It's uh, <laughs> it's co-stars Butter and Salt. <laughs> And is directed by High Cholesterol. Okay. It's about Ty Cobb, the baseball player. Oh, no wonder I don't Former Detroit Tiger, Ty Cobb. Cool. You don't remember Ty Cobb's career? 
I, I don't pay attention to sports. You know that. I think Ty Cobb's career ended around 1920 or something like that. He was in the he was the first like superstar of of baseball, the early days of baseball. But you know you know uh, we recently did Batman Forever. Yes. And Tommy Lee Jones is in it. Uh-huh. Tommy Lee Jones is in this. He plays Ty Cobb. He's a busy dude. He was in the client too. Yeah. So he's uh, this is based on a book by Al Stump, but he plays Ty Cobb. And it's actually a really good movie. It's a really good biography about Ty Cobb, a dude that was incredibly racist and just a fucking asshole. Uh, as they say in the movie Field of Dreams, uh, <laughs> Roy Campanella or whoever it is, you know, he, he comes from the, 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 whatchamacallit, the cornfields, right? Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, we were going to invite Ty Cobb, but none of us could stand the asshole when he was alive. <laughs> so we figured no. Because, uh, yeah, apparently, like, he was a guy that would slide Spike first into second base so he could try to injure the second baseman who was trying to tag him. Uh, he once went into the stand and beat a black man for being, quote, insolent to him. So, yeah, a a, uh, a real asshole. Yeah. And not all of that is captured in this movie. It's not a perfect biography. It should be much harder on the subject, uh, Ty Cobb. But it's a decent film, and Tommy Lee Jones is good in it, as he's good in most things. Yeah. So I'd recommend it. It's what I recommend this week. Okay. Carol, why don't you tell the people the stuff? Share the tapes with your friends. Do it. Give us the stars on our lockers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, you can pass us notes in the locker, or you can write us in uh, late fee 1994 at AOL.com. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.